Hope has the ability to bring change. And one of the things that the enemy wants you to hear is that nothing is ever going to change. You are going to continue on the way that you are, and, and, and there is no hope. But in this life, there are these pockets of hope that the Lord brings about. And we look at it and we say to ourselves, is that real? And unfortunately, um, there, there are people that, that fall away, and that's what the enemy wants, because he, he wants to throw water on that hope. But I want you to know this morning that, that it, the Lord wants to use you to bring that hope. But in order to do that, um, you've got to be a person that uh, is persistent. And in order to do that, you've got to be someone who is continually feeding upon the Lord. Because if you're not doing that, the, the, the anti-hope is, is just going to, it's going to kill it. Uh, this week, uh, I was headed to a ministerial alliance meeting, and it, it's a meeting where the ministers kind of get together. And as I was driving, I, I felt like the Lord was just pointing out to me the, park, the, the pockets of darkness that, that are all around us. And these pockets of darkness have, have been going on for a number of years, and people just kind of have this belief that it cannot change. And that's where the enemy wants to get to, that, that things cannot change. But I want you to know this morning that they absolutely can. Um, you know, as I was preparing to bring this message this morning, I was back in my office. And first of all, um, I have the message on my iPad. And so I was trying to bring it up. And for some reason, it wouldn't come up. And so I shut the thing down and, and reboot it. Sometimes that works, but still it wouldn't come up. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to my computer. So uh, it takes a while, but I'm bringing it up and I'm sitting there on my computer. And as I'm just kind of, you know, going back through my notes, just, just reminding, you know, what the Lord wants to say this morning, I, I'm reaching for my coffee like I've done for over 20 years now. And my hand just kind of hits it wrong. And I mean, it goes all over the keyboard. It's running down over the paper and then it's down onto my leg. And I'm like, oh, you know how you mentally you just go to that frustrating place. And so anyways, I go back and, and I'm, you know, cleaning it up. And as I'm cleaning it up, I also have this warmer that warms my coffee. And so I pick it up and I'm reaching underneath and all of a sudden I feel this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting shocked. <laughs> and so, you know, mentally you're just going to all these places, but, but, but I'm knowing, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> the enemy does not want this message. Not, 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 in a, not in a hopeful way, you know? Not to really bring that message of hope. Because again, this is something that I have heard all of my life and I continue to hear is, is that things don't change. Just shut up. And go along with the way things are. You know, I remember uh, growing up, I've shared with this many times, but I grew up in the Mormon church. And I can remember growing up in the Mormon church and, and questioning things. And I, I mean, I still remember to this day, it was a good friend of mine sitting next to me, just elbows me and just says, why can't you just go along with things? Why do you have to question everything? But you know what? It didn't stop there. But, but, you know, thankfully, I did question things. Because because I questioned things, what I ended up finding was life. 
I, I, I left that untruth. I left that, that darkness and I found life. But even in finding life, it, it's still a struggle. As I began to pray, uh, prepare for ministry and, you know, I, I'm studying the Word and so on, uh, you know, in Bible college and so on. Again, I, I begin questioning things because I see things within the church and I'm like, wait, this doesn't match the word. Uh, you know, these human traditions begin to take over. And once again, I get this, this treatment of just shut up. Just shut up and go along with the way things are. You know, when we came into this church over 20 years ago, uh, there were things that quite frankly, I'm not on. Ugh. See what I mean? This is ridiculous. When we came into this church over 20 years ago, one of the things that I saw was I saw traditions that weren't lining up with the word. And once again, I had people saying to me, just shut up. Just, just go along with the way things are. But you know what? We didn't. And because of that, hope has come about. And lives have been changed. And they continue to be changed. But we as a people must continue to believe in that hope. And to believe that God is able to change things even when those around us are saying, it's just the way things are, just let it be. You know, one of the things I'm encountering now, I've stepped in on the school board, okay? And as I'm stepping there, I'm seeing things and I'm like, why is it like this? This does not make sense. And you know what I'm hearing? That's just the way it is. There's nothing that we can do about that. Well, baloney. I hate that mentality. I hate it because it brings death. God is able to change you. Are you able to change you? No, you're not. But God is able to change you. How do I know that? Because he's done it in my life and he continues to do it. I am still a work in progress. But hear this. You, you, you have um, an area that I'm not in. Okay? And some, some of our areas you know, intersect. But you are also in areas that I'm not in. And what God wants to do with you there, I know, is to bring hope. He wants to make your life a testimony. But the only way that that happens is by you trusting in Him. You cannot listen to the voices around you, even if there's someone who claims to follow the Lord, who's saying, just let it be. This is the way it's always going to continue. You are needed to consistently say, that's not what God says. When God says something, you must be someone who just, you don't have to get mean about it, but you just repeat it over and over, and you just consistently move towards it. And what happens from that is that people around you, not everybody, okay, but people around you begin to say, man, Something is different there. I want a piece of that. I think about different people in my life that I've seen that. People that, you know, others have written off and said they're never going to change. People that I've said that in my own heart. But the day comes where they say, hmm, 
I want that. I, I don't like the way I'm going. I, I'm tired of just accepting that this is the way it's always going to be. And as I'm saying this right now, I guarantee you, you have voices in your head saying, but he doesn't know what I'm up against. God does. If you look in his word, there is nothing that he is not able to change. Nothing. It simply takes a person who is willing to receive it, though. That, 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 that's the difference. You know? But you may look back at your family and say, well, this is the way we've always been. However long you've been alive, you may say, but this is the way I've always been. But there are multiple examples in Scripture, and we're going to look at another one today, where God has come in and changed, but the key, the key is always that we would believe. Not only for ourselves, but for others around us. And part of what we're, the example we're going to look at this morning is of someone that it was not only crucial for them, but it was crucial for everybody else around them, because they were leading and when you are a person who bears hope, when you are a person who speaks hope, there is something inside of us that rises up. Why? Because it's truth. And you were created by a God who has hope, who is able to change things, and there's something deep in your soul that cries out because you know. You were created by God. You were created in His image, and there's something inside of there that says that's truth. But the problem is, is you've got all these voices around you saying, oh, no, 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 no. You know, look at this example. Look, look where this failed and this failed. And look how this is over here has always been this way. Well, we're going to go and we're going to look at an example this morning that was exactly like that. And God brought about change. But it took somebody who would hope, somebody who would receive what God said and keep walking forward. Uh, we're going to go to Deuteronomy Chapter 31, verses 1 through 8. I need a third hand. So if you're um, read, reading along with us um, in the Bible reading, we've been going through Deuteronomy, and chapter 31 is coming up on Monday. So you're going to be reading this Monday, um, but we're going to be looking at it this morning. In this book, um, these are the last words of Moses. These are the last words of Moses to the people of God. Um, he's getting ready to die. The Lord's told him that. And he's getting ready to hand the mantle off to Joshua as we read this. But, but here, here's what's so interesting. This is the time where they are about to enter into the promised land. Can you turn this fan on up here, please? They're about to enter into the promised land and everything's going to change. But in order for them to embrace the change that's about to happen, they've got to believe and they've got to step in. But here's the problem. They've had more than 40 years of disbelief. They have watched their parents die in disbelief. Their parents have preached to them over and over, we can't have that. 
This is the way it's always going to be. And, 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 and they have been led by Moses. And Moses is someone that God worked through him to split waters and lead people through on dry land. But you know what? It wasn't enough. People still said, God can't do this. God can't give us this land. And so because of that, they have spent 40 years wandering around in the wilderness. Now, I want you to think about that mentality. 40 years just wandering around. The mentality is, this is the way it's always going to be. But it didn't have to be. God just needed people who would trust him. You know, it's not a matter of you believing in whatever you want to believe in. It's not a matter of that. You can't make things happen just by you believing something. It only happens when God wants to do it, and then you believe it. But you need to hear this. There are things that God wants to do in your life that He can't do until you believe. Because He wants to bring you into this. And if, he, if you will step in and you will say, I trust you, God, then He's able to do it. Joshua is about to step up, and I want you to listen to the words that are spoken to him because they're really important because, again, it's a matter of understanding what he's coming up against. He's coming up against the old mindset that has kept people in bondage and caused people to die. Deuteronomy 31 verse 1 says this, when Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I'm now 120 years old. I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me you will not cross the Jordan River. Now, before we go any further, I just want to touch base on that. He's 120 years old. During that time, the first 40 years in Egypt, the people of God are in slavery. It's all they've known. He reaches 40 and he leaves. He leaves Egypt, goes off into the wilderness, and God prepares him. The people of God are still in oppression. They're still in slavery. He comes back at 80. He comes back at 80 and God starts moving powerfully through him in miraculous signs and wonders. But despite that, at first the people are excited. They've got a little bit of hope, but then they're not trusting him. They're not trusting him. They're coming against him. He continues to work miracles. Um, and, and eventually, he's able to lead them out. But a lot of them, it, it's kicking and screaming to some point. They just do not want to believe no matter what he does. He goes out into the wilderness. He continues to show miracles through the Lord to the people. But in the midst of that, they still will not believe. So they spend 40 more years in the wilderness. That's what these, this last 120 years has been. You need to hear that because as we now turn to Joshua, this is what Joshua is up against. And so he has some words that he's going to share with Joshua. Verse 3, he says, But the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. That's so important. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. The, you know, we, we, you've heard me say this, but we hear today, oh, you can do anything you want. No, you can't. No, you can't. You are so vulnerable. 
You can't even survive outside there unless you have some kind of shelter and warmth. You will die. I, I mean, it's just such a reminder to me how vulnerable I am. I need the Lord for everything. My physical needs, my spiritual needs, my emotional needs, all of it. And so the only way that they were going to have what God wanted to give them is if, if he would go before them. So this is not a matter of you just deciding what you want and making it happen, being disciplined. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of you putting your eyes on the Lord and not taking them off. He will destroy the nations living there, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river, just as the Lord has promised. So here's the thing. The Lord's going to do it. He's going to be the one that does it. But I want you to hear this, what he just said. But Joshua's going to lead you. There are things that God wants to do in people around you. But part of the way that he's going to do it is what he does through you. You see, he is going to use Joshua. He needs someone that he's going to use to display that hope who will lead them. He's going to be one, the one doing all the work. But he is looking for someone. This is the way that he has chosen to work. I, I say that word need. God can do whatever he wants. But this is the way he chooses to work. So the Lord wants to do things in people around you, but part of the way that that's going to happen is through what he does through you. Verse 4 says, The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land, just as he destroyed Sahan and Og, the king of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there, and you must deal with them as I have commanded you. Now catch this, verse 6. So be strong and courageous... Do not be afraid, do not panic before them, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous. What does that mean? That means to hold on to the hope of the Lord. It's not about relying upon yourself because, again, you, 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 I don't care what you tell yourself. There are just so many things that you cannot do. It's a matter of holding on to the Lord. But this is where also the, the, the holding on to hope comes in. Oftentimes when we step into something, we see all the bad things that can happen. And because we see all the bad things that can happen, what we will often do is just kind of just kind of back up. But what the Lord needs us to do is to move forward. And that's why he says the words, I'm not going to fail or abandon you. The, the way that they're going to conquer this land is not through their own strength. It's going to be God. But the only way it happens is that they cross that river and they keep moving forward. They don't stop and go hide. But again, th this is what I find in life. People want you to shut up and just go hide somewhere. I, I mean, I I'm not even talking about, you know, when you're being cruel about anything. I I I'm just, there there's just such pressure that people put on you. I, I, again, I, I felt it when I, when I first came here. I'm feeling it now. It's like this pressure of just, just be quiet and just go along with the way things are. But the problem is, God has put this hope inside of me. He's put this hope inside of me that says, 
He can change. He can change situations. He can change people. There is nothing that He cannot change if He desires to change it. But again, what we see over and over, because this is part of the message of Deuteronomy that Moses was speaking to the people, is that they had to trust Him. If they started trusting in other things and not trusting Him, they were going to lose it all. And that's what we see all around us. We see so many people who do not trust in the Lord. And so, yeah, do they have hope? No. But it's so important that we model that. And the way that happens is by being strong and courageous. Verse 7 says, Then Moses called for Joshua. And all Israel watched. He said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors He would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged. This is the third time he's saying this. For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you now part of the issue is this when you hear these words be strong and courageous you know they're going into a battle and so you think okay he's just talking about being strong and courageous you know in front of the enemy and not backing down and and going ahead but I don't think that that's all of it I don't even think that that's the biggest part because as Joshua is stepping up think about what he's seen all of his life he's seen Moses who is a great leader Was Moses, despite the fact that he was a great leader, able to lead the people into the promised land? No. He wasn't able to do it. Have you ever stepped up and said, why, you know, why is this this way? (laughs) Why can't we do it differently? And someone says to you, oh, we've tried that before. Oh, we tried that, you know, a couple years ago and, you know, we thought and it just didn't happen. So don't waste our time. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. You know what? If God wants to change it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's a matter of God bringing in all the necessary things that need to happen in order for something to be changed. But you know what? It still is a matter of you saying, God can do this. I don't care if it's relationships that you have. I don't care if it's habits that you have. Um, I don't. I, it doesn't matter. God is able to change it. Now, does that mean that if you just start believing in everything, your life is going to be roses and you're not going to have any struggles? No, that is not what happened with Joshua and the people of God. But you know what did happen? They went into that land and they conquered it. They conquered it and they received all that God said. There are things that God wants to do in your life, but he is saying to you, be strong and courageous. When people say to you, well, that's the way it's always been, or somebody else tried that before and it didn't work. Maybe you've tried it before and it didn't work. We'll go back to the Lord and ask the Lord, God, are you calling me to this? Because maybe he's not. Maybe he's trying to redirect you. God's done that in my life, and and (laughs) life got a whole lot easier when I finally listened to him and changed course. But sometimes, sometimes, because God called me here, and I'm still here to this day. I don't know for how long, but for right now, I'm here. And when the enemy was coming against me and saying, you just need to move on, nothing's ever going to change, guess what? God changed things. 
God changed, not me, God changed things. But you know what I had to do? I had to say, okay, God, I'm going to keep standing and I'm going to keep speaking your word and I'm just going to trust that you're going to do it. And that you're going to send the people that are, that are needed to bring about the change. To send about the people that are willing to allow God to change them. The most dangerous weapon we have is hope. But if you're not hopeful, and if you're buying into the, it's not going to change, yeah, they've tried it before, I need to quit wasting my time, then guess what? That fire starts to die inside of you. And the enemy has another piece of ammunition to point at somebody else who has some fire inside of them and say, look, it, it doesn't work. That They were hopeful too. I just want to invite you, whatever it is God's leading you to, to be strong and courageous, to keep moving forward. Does it happen overnight? Well, for the people of Israel, they went a long, long time. But then suddenly, then suddenly God began to change things. I'm hopeful. I've seen God move numerous times in my life and in the situations in my life. And I believe he wants to continue. But again, even after all this time, the, the darkness is all around me. And it's telling me to shut up and just give up and just, just go along with the way things are. I can't do it. I cannot do it and continue to follow the Lord. Because to do it is to say no to the Lord, and I just can't do that. Because ultimately, it is God who is able to bring me into His presence beyond this life. And in order for that to happen, I've got to believe in Him for this life as well. Because the kingdom is here, and He's working. He's working in me. He's working in others around you. And sometimes, you know, you can't see it all the time, but God is doing things that you can't see. And if you will trust Him and you will move forward, God is able to accomplish things that you can't imagine. And that's exactly what He did with Joshua and the people of God. But it took Joshua. It took others as well, but it took Joshua first and foremost saying, I'm going to be strong and courageous. I know it didn't happen during Moses' time, but God's saying it's now the time. And he's calling me. Why me? I don't know, but he chose me. So I'm going to step forward and, and I'm going to be hopeful. And because Joshua was, was hopeful, guess what? All the people around him were hopeful. They followed him across that river and God brought about victory. But you're part of the picture. Are you going to be hopeful? Are you going to say yes to the things that God's calling you for? If you've never said yes to the Lord, that's where it starts. It starts by saying yes to the Lord and being born again. Believing that God can give you new birth, give you a new heart, renew your spirit, and absolutely transform you. Does that mean you're perfect? Nope. You're going to struggle every day of your life. But he can transform you. He can make you a new person. It starts there. And after that, it's going to be a continual battle. The, the enemy's constantly going to try to shut you up. But I just want to encourage you, don't do it. Keep bearing hope. Let it become a wildfire around you. Lord, thank you.